da, 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 da. <laughs> All right, we are live, I believe. That's what it looks like. It says it says in stream up there, which means we we're must live. Be live. Good evening, everybody. Thanks for joining us this evening. Looks like we already got some checking in, rock and roll checking in. Where everybody representing? Where are you from? That's what we want to know. Minnesota, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what we're talking about. Buffalo, New York, South Dakota, Santa Barbara, California. Ooh. Titusville, Pennsylvania. Iowa. New Jersey. Hey, Kelly. Checking in from Kansas. Hey, John. Portland, Oregon. Arizona, Wisconsin. Pennsylvania. Cambridge, Massachusetts. Hey, Jonas. Victoria, Kansas. Jonas, my brother, Jonas? Yeah, Jonas Pippet. Rock and roll, big dog. What you doing? Watching us, apparently. hey Watching okay. us spill water on our computer. Yeah, well, things things that we things, do. Things, things, things. Who else we got? Ethan's looking crazy already. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's kind ongoing. of like a steady state. Pretty much. And... Thank you, Aaron, but he already pressed record. I don't know if there's an actual memory card in there, but yeah, there's and, that. Yeah, and formatted. We- Ooh, he's, he's like batting a thousand already, other don't than the water it. thing. Don't jinx it. Hey, Ethan, who is Jonas? <laughs> That's Ethan's little brother. Yeah, little bro. Little, little, well, I wouldn't even say little bigger. Youngest li- Youngest, brother. bigger. He's like a professional bodybuilder, kind of. And by that, he means he lifts weights. Uh, yeah, and sets records. Yeah, yeah, pretty awesome. I don't know if he still holds them, but I, I believe, I don't know, ch- ch- Chim Chime in there. If you're still here, you set like every high school uh, weightlifting record in the state of Kansas, I believe, for your weight group. He's not going to check it. He's going to be like, mm, yeah, I did. Checking in from Illinois. Hey, Tim. Awesome. So, what are we talking about today? What you got? We got a couple of really cool things to talk about. First and foremost, for those of you that are interested, uh, got uh, got got some luckiness in me. Came across one of these bad boys, Colonel E. H. Taylor Small Batch. Um, absolutely fantastical bourbon. Uh, this is part of the, so we've, you've probably seen, ooh, here, I want you to see this up close. We won't spend too much time on this, but look how fancy that is, right? Bottled in bond. It is, whoa, I'm moving the wrong way. Hunter proof, which means it's fairly hot and I probably shouldn't pour uh, four glasses of it. Let's just go with that. But um, the cool that thing about it is- That was last week. Yeah, that was last week. I'm over it, folks. I'm over it, Okay. Um, the cool thing, though, about this is what happened to Ethan? Too much endurance sports? Come on now. I used to be big. Look, look at me now. Not anymore. So, um, <laughs> And you were never as big as Jonas. No. No, no. So, uh, uh, cool thing here. Buffalo Trace Distillery. That's one that I've talked about. If you're interested in getting into bourbon and... You, blah, 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 Try Buffalo Trace. It's pretty easy to sip. It's fairly semi-regularly available. 
Um, good stuff. This falls the same family. If you can find some, if you find anything, this comes typically in a cardboard tube with the top on it. If you find anything that looks like this, buy it instantly. It's delicious. Denise Steele says, Cat, you look super sleepy. Guys, I I am tired. <laughs> I am very pregnant, and it is uh, getting to the end there, and I'm... The doctor literally said today, Huh, I was surprised you made it to this appointment. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, she's expecting me to go soonish. So, any day now, and I'm, I'm all for that. But And if you're all interested, water, you know, that Ethan spilled on the computer. Well, it comes in this real fancy... Non-spill-proof uh, glass that I already broke. You mm-hmm. can see, I cracked it already. Ethan spends too much time chasing GSPs. Let me tell you how much time I spend chasing GSPs. I was going to look at that the other day. How many miles did I do? Jonas said six hundred pound squat. Still number one. Yikes! Pound it. Good. Oh Lord. wow, that was really cool. Did you all see that? Watch this. Ready? Oh, that is cool. <laughs> Super Zooming fast. in, zooming out. Okay, so uh, today on my day off from training dogs, I did 5.7 miles. Wow. Okay, let's see what uh, we did. And how do you calculate that one? Too? Why does it give me steps on one and miles on the other? Steps don't do me any good. Okay, over the last uh, over the last seven days, I've averaged 15,000 steps per day. I don't know how much that is. Well, we have a super chat from Aaron Mumblu. Wow. Have you guys thought about making a standing stone yearly calendar and selling them on the marketplace? Keep up the great work. We have thought about that. I don't think that if we did them that we would actually sell them, though. I think that they would be like a giveaway thing. They're based off of cost and what they're actually worth and all of those things. It would be like... Yeah, I don't really know how many people use the Paper like wall calendar. calendars. How anymore. many? I mean, throw it in here. How many people are using calendars? I mean, you guys want to see my calendar? I'm tired thinking about 5.7 miles. You guys want to see my calendar of crazy? Let's see. That here. is craziness. This was last month. Just just in case you don't think we have anything going on. March. Let's look ahead. Let's look at June. June is barely even full. We got a lot of planning to do. Okay, so 15,000 steps is approximately six and a half to seven miles. So that's what I average every day. Week. Just kidding. Weeks. Just kidding. So Extreme amounts of cardio. I have something that... 600-pound squat in high school? Yes, 100%. That's why I was saying man-child maminal thing. <laughs> it's insane. Um, really exciting news. This is where yeah, we were going with this. This is, this is a good one. This is what we wanted to start our announcement. Yeah, this is, this is a really cool thing. Now that we've got the, the, the squirreliness out of the way, but um, this one is a really, really, really cool thing that we've got to share. Go for it. So a fan on Instagram mm-hmm. sent us a message yesterday saying, um, and this is JP Stanton. He said, congratulations on working hard and kicking ass. And he sent a screen, a picture of, you're not going to 
able to see it. Nah, it won't. It won't get quite clear enough. But anyway, a that's picture. a magazine. What magazine is that? That we, is might from we ask? Gun Dog Magazine. That's a big one, folks. And it says training gear must have equipment for summer field work. And guess what made the number three item on the list? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Standing Stone Kennels Easy Lead. Blow that up. And Read what it says about it. It's kind of interesting. Yep, it said, made with a durable coated nylon cording that won't tangle, the Easy Lead is the perfect training tool for teaching heel. In three easy steps, you've turned a simple leash into a halter-style lead to prevent pulling during early heel training. When your dog has progressed, remove the halter and turn it back into a slip lead and eventually into a simple clip lead. Available in two sizes, regular and XL. $30 to $35, standingstonekennels.com. Or, now that we have our new store, standingstonesupply.com. Yeah, you can get there either way. You can get there either way, of course. But that's really awesome, guys. I don't know how many actual items were on here because, like I said, it was just kind of a little screenshot, and I don't actually have the magazine. No, I don't. That kind of sucks. But there were seven items that we could see for sure on the list. That's only one page. There's got to be more than that. There's probably, I don't know, ten or more. I don't know. But also, at the top of that page, is that Nick's? It's hard to say. Or maybe it's Rogue. We They actually rogue. used... 100% Rogue. Rogue. Mm-hmm. They actually used a picture of one of our dogs at the top of their article. So if anybody gets that magazine and has an extra copy and wants to send it our way, I would love it. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. So in honor of being the number three item on the must-have training items for this summer, we thought, who better than to... Uh, help celebrate help and celebrate with, but the, the, all of you here now, this is going to be a fun one folks. Okay. So, um, it's happened a couple times and it is one of those things that, uh, giveaways are, are, are just that they are giveaways and it involves, uh, we, we only have a limited number. Okay. So not everybody wins, right? Um, we're doing something just a, a little bit different. Okay. We're giving away 10, Count them 10 easy leads. Dun, dun, dun. That for Cinco involve, de Mayo. Yeah. Five, five. Five for five. And uh, that was real. I don't think that was intentional, but that also works and it is awesome. Um, so 10 of them. Now, the, t- the trick is sometime this evening, probably toward the end, by the time we get everything. We'll keep you hanging. Yeah, we'll, we'll drag you in through the mud and everything else. But we're going to have um, a code. You'll get the code now. The kicker, and this is the this is the big kicker. In order to get said free easy lead, that'll include shipping the whole nine yards, hundred percent free to your door. Okay. In order to get the lead, it is only available to people that are customers, previous customers, which would mean you have made a purchase on our store, standingstonesupply.com, since it opened. You get the free lead. If you are the first 10 people to select that. So you have time. You have approximately an hour to go make, buy something. Go <laughs> buy something a if you haven't customer. yet. And then you can become a previous customer and be eligible to win. Um, as soon as we give the code, it will be active. And the code, or we could give the code throughout, and then we could make it active later. Then it gives the opportunity for more people to get the code. That makes sense? 
Okay. Okay. We don't have the code yet. It just happens real quick on the phone here, but we will give you a code here in a minute and then we'll remind you. Then we'll remind you again, but 10 free easy leads or XLs, whichever you want ship to you magic hundred percent. And I know that we talked about it before, but our healing tabs now come in multiple colors as well. Mm-hmm. Cause we did some of those as a giveaway. Steady tabs. They are steady, steady tabs. tabs. Sorry. I always try and call them healing tabs. I always try and call them healing tabs. Steady tabs. Sorry. I misspoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, they come in all the colors and those are actually available now on the website before we said, Hey, if you want one in one of these fun new colors, you have to put it in the comments now. Oh, it's grandma. <laughs> Thanks, grandma. She helps us out on live Wednesday Yawas by helping get a baby to bed because he's usually about a 7 8 o'clock bedtimer. So. so do we have any questions that I can start reading and answering for people? We do not have any ammo for sale. Uh, no, sorry, guys. That's a tough one. You know, it's one of those things that we actually are borderline going to be in that same struggle everybody else is in to get ammo to train with. Now, and granted, to hunt with this year. Uh, I probably have enough of that, depending on how much hunting we do, hunting ammo. But training ammo lighter, target loads, things like that, it's one of those that uh, it's tough. Someone said, why is the shipping so high for pigeons? Because they're live animals, people, and they have to get there ASAP. They yeah. can't sit around in the U.S. Postal Service and get lost. No. So a um, uh, second day priority is the requirement for the live animal aspect of things. And most places, that second day priority makes it in one day. But it is a, a bird essentially sitting in a box for until it gets to you with no food or water because you can't send that stuff in the box or that will just get pooped on and the birds could potentially get sick or spill it all over the place and it does no good. So gotta ship them right away. When we charge what we charge for shipping, we don't make anything off of shipping. We're not putting a price on there to make money off of shipping. Um, we're charging you what it costs us in shipping and supplies to ship. Like the boxes that the pigeons get shipped in also cost money. Um, so making nothing off of shipping guys for pigeons or any other things that we have on our store. So, um, think of that. What about DT systems blanks? Okay. So this, um, GDM for Gun Dog Magazine. Magazine. Yes, I like that. Okay, so the code for everybody that is watching right now—it's not active though. It's not active. So you'll get the code. The end of the the end of the Yawa will say, and it is now active. Um, GDM free lead. This is going to work ten total times. Oh, somebody else type it. I was going to say, do you want to type it in? Yeah, type it in. I think I got it right. GM free lead. Yeah. Send that. Boom. Pin it to the top. I need a moderator to do this for me. Yeah, I hear you. Pin message. Boom. Okay. Got it. I think it's there. So that's a code for free lead. It is going to start today when I hit go. It's going to end today. As soon as there's 10 No minimums. No shipping charges inside the U.S., guys. I'm sorry. you've got it on just the... Make sure it's for... Yeah, not everything. Yep, just the leads. Um, And then 
I thought I saw something that I was like, oh, we need to answer this. because Oh, what about the DT systems blanks? So we actually use RAM set blanks that we get at, I think, Home Depot Don't or Don't tell Lowe's. DT systems that. I'm just joking. <laughs> I know. Whoopsies. I'm just joking. They can't get them all the time either. So. Um. And we get, and they're very consistent, which is something that we like about them. And we use the yellow loads. Uh, they get a little bit better distance um, without being too hot. The green loads aren't quite powerful enough for what we're trying to do for the most part. Okay. I think I've got it. All categories, one product. Repeat customers only, folks. Okay. This is a, this is a, this is a thank you type of thing. Yeah. Repeat customers as well there. John Kennedy asked a super chat. Uh-oh. Hey, how's the gunner kennel trials going? I just ordered a lucky duck. Couldn't deal with the bulk of the gunner. Curious mm-hmm. if I made a bad decision. The I lucky say so. No, the no. lucky crates are also really nice crates. We've used them. Um, they are not double wall insulation, I believe, but they do hold up really well to the crash tests um, and have really sturdy doors. And, um, they also only have the one size currently, which is one thing that the gunner crates have the multiple different sizes. So, um, we have not got a gunner crate yet. It's just been pushed onto the back burner guys. We've got lots and lots and lots going on between finishing up the whelping facility. We got set up with them. So I've just got to, we just got to push the button probably that that's really what it is. And it was just a matter of figuring out which size and what we wanted to do exactly with that. but So we'll get on it. Also, things will probably uh, give us a few weeks after baby's born, but probably uh, get into a little bit more of a... A few weeks. Come on now. I'm taking three months maternity or paternity leave. Excuse me. What am I taking? I don't know. A couple weeks, it sounds like. <laughs> well, that's what I took last time, so... I don't know. I think I was back in the field after seven days after we had Aiden. So Sounds about we'll right. see. We will see. Mm, I thought I saw another question here that looked interesting. I saw a really good one in there that said, are we going to have any training clinics? Yes. Any clinics this summer from mm-hmm. Remington Wood? Yep. So the answer to that is yes. Um, the That's the short answer. The long answer is uh, we're, we're waiting just a little bit longer to plan those. That is the ticket. We're waiting just a little bit longer. We will plan them. We will announce them. And as sooner rather so- than later for y'all that are trying to make, also make plans, plans, we understand. Yes. And we were going to announce them in our May newsletter, which hasn't come out yet. Come on now. I'll get that out here one of these days. Maybe tomorrow. Um, tomorrow. But I don't know if the newsletter will include this training seminars because like Ethan said, we are kind of waiting on a little baby to make his arrival to finalize plans so that we can actually uh, hopefully stick to those plans because that's a tough one Mm -hmm. when you have the uncertainty of knowing. Sure. And we get people signed up and you try and reschedule. And and it turns into a hassle. I mean, we had to do a little bit of that last year anyway with COVID. And so we'd prefer to not have to do that now. That is the plano. So Dan Fischel, Fischelli, sorry if I said that wrong, said, Yawa, what size crate do you recommend for an eight week GSP that's not on your store? We actually have a video. If you search Standing Stone Kennels, 
crate size. We just shot a video with tricks. So it's within the last, I don't know, three or four months talking about crate size and talking about what size crates we recommend based on the size of the puppy, based on their age. Um, and we used Rufflin crates in the video for size examples, but we are constantly raising puppies. I mean, we're basically going to be raising another puppy shock here in the next couple weeks starting out. Mm-hmm. And she's going to start in the small size crate, move into the medium, then the intermediate, then the large size. But you can get those same sizes in less durable versions. I don't necessarily want to say cheapo crates, but your puppy's going to outgrow the crate pretty quickly from, you know, an eight week old puppy to a 12 week, 16 week old puppy from a 16 week old puppy to, you know, five, six month old puppy, and then to an adult dog. So having that many Rufflin crates gets a little ridiculous unless you're constantly raising puppies. So finding a comparable size crate to the ones that we recommend in that, can you put the link up there? To that video? Um, that's what I was looking for. Um, but then that would give you a comparable size crate to what you would be looking for for your size puppy. Standing stone. Crate size. Crate size. Getting harassed by people that are friends watching this now. Crate size. Okay, we have another super chat from Don yeah, Fish that's Hunt. that's it. Right there. It says right there. What size is best? Or it doesn't say that. It says the best size. With a picture of Trixie Pup there. Mm-hmm. I just searched standing stone crate size. That's right there on YouTube, folks. And actually, it pulled up uh, multiple videos <laughs> that, that we on. have done. Look at that. Crate, and then you roll right into crate training. And, and then and other then, people. Yeah. After that, I mean, it's just essentially... <laughs> Something. So Don Fish Hunt said, have a 10-week-old GSP pup. When should I start using the Easy Lead and start healing training? And when is the slip covers and bed pillows going to be available in the supply store? Okay. The first question you asked is super easy. Yeah. We typically recommend starting working on healing anywhere from four to five months old with the Easy Lead. But we also want to see a puppy that's got a bold, confident search in the field. And the reason for that is we don't want a puppy to get super dependent on us and super clingy in the field because that can really impact their search when you've got a young dog that isn't as confident, breaking out into thicker cover, getting out there, hunting on their own individually. And we don't want those puppies to have, you know, like a 10 or 15 yard search. That's not going to be productive for us as um, versatile dog owners. Now, the naysayers will say obedience has nothing to do with... I saw that comment on one of our videos just recently, recently, actually. Yeah, I saw it. It came through. So that's... Obedience has nothing to do with uh, dogs' drive and desire to hunt in the field. Well, this is where I take that troll and slap them back down underneath their bridge. Um, It absolutely (laughs) does. Yeah, it it absolutely does. And we've seen it. We have seen it. Anything you're doing, you're conditioning and... It's one of those things that, and I had this conversation with somebody just the other day that anything overdone is bad. Anything. It, too much, you know, positive reinforcement training, too much negative reinforcement training, too much working on one specific behavior of sitting or down or anything that you put too much emphasis on, that one thing is bad. 
So that would include obedience if you want yeah. them to hunt. Well, because I've seen it firsthand as well with puppies that become auto sitters or default sitters. So much emphasis, but blah, blah, blah. so much emphasis. Oh, we got been, Scott Clark down here. Bull crap. He's calling me a liar. No, nah, I know you're agreeing with me. Um, <laughs> so much emphasis has been put on sit that the puppy thinks that they have to sit for everything. And then we mm-hmm. start trying to utilize, um, you know, bumpers or something in whoa training. And you tell them, whoa, and they sit. They sit. And we're like, no, 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 no. So, or we even get positive pigeon drills going and those puppies auto sit. And it takes a long time and a lot of reps to get them comfortable standing to throw those pigeons for them or throw that bumper for them. So too much sitting can be a bad thing, especially for a pointing dog. Too much healing can be a bad thing for a, you know, versatile upland dog. We got another super chat, but we got to finish this one up here first. The last part of that with the slip covers and bed pillows is it's a supply issue from Coranda directly. And we've been in touch with them and they've pushed that date back further and further and further. Also to talk about Coranda supply issues, um, because this was brought up recently and first of all, we our little team here, which it is little, it involves Cat and I, and then Logan, our um, shipping manager. He and he does a majority of it, minus when we come in to help with some specific things. So we're incredibly fast. I mean, if we've got the stuff, it goes out same day every as long other as other than Saturday, Sunday. Other than Saturday, Sunday, but I mean, it's going out immediately. Yeah, and it gets packaged up the day that the order is placed and it gets taken to the post office. And the, the guy day. made some big to do about, oh, I could have ordered it on, uh, from Coranda or from Coranda or from Amazon, Amazon or something, something. And we actually have higher priority according to Coranda based on volume and things like that. than the Amazon fulfillments process. So it isn't, it's just a supply issue all the way around. That's just, they don't have them. They so don't have they them. They don't them. have the material and they can't sew them fast enough. So that's the issue that we can't, we can't put them on the store until they have enough of them prepared. Correct. So now what I would recommend that you do is order your dog bed, have it there. And then, um, when the slip covers, slip covers become available, we will make an announcement and then we will tell everybody, huzzah, the slip covers are available and available. Yes. Place your order fast before they run out. Yes. So sorry. I know there are a lot of people that want those slip covers and they just aren't available yet. So we have a super chat from Michael Gamaro. Hey man, how are you? Kennel covers, insulated versus uninsulated, seasonal travel, no kennel cover, sizes that fit large Rufflin kennels. Love the quick responses on Patreon. Thanks for being a patron. Absolutely. We appreciate your support. It's a great time to just mention quick so that everybody understands uh, Patreon is the primary and largest sponsor of everything that we create for you online. All of the money that goes into Patreon goes directly back into creating more content for y'all, um, which includes being able to have things like lights and computers and cameras and all of the stuff so that you can A, see us and hear us and all of it sounds and looks good as well as can be put together and then exploded to the internet magically, which is how the internet works, I believe. They actually um, also support our internet. 
Yeah, and the internet. I mean, all, all of the things that go into creating more content for you um, is is primarily supported by patrons. So if you like what you see here, you want to be part of that, patreon.com slash standingstonekennels. So. so to answer your question about insulated versus uninsulated, um, definitely in warmer temperatures, an uninsulated or no kennel cover, honestly, would be best because we want as much be the air- way I'd go. We want as much airflow when that crate is in the back of a truck as possible so that those dogs do not have a chance to overheat. But you also still want to be conscious that if you're not driving down the the highway, those dogs, even if they're in an open crate, can overheat if they're in the sun. So definitely you want to make sure that you keep your dog in the shade, you pull them into the cab with you where the air conditioning is um, so they don't overheat in these warmer temperatures because it's... Rolling right into summer for most people. Well, there's a lot of people that go to training days now that are excited about going to training days or testing days or all those things. And if at all possible, leaving your dog staked out all day is like the worst thing that you can do Um, in the shade, in their box with the wind blowing on them or a fan. You can get add on fans. That's one of the things that I really like about um, Gunner all the way around is they have those fans that are mounted or mountable to the units themselves. Blow the air right in on the dog. It's perfect. Um, but kennel covers. Yep. And then to answer your question about the sizes that you were asking about. Um, so on our standing stone supply website, we have the mud rivers, um, Dixie insulated kennel cover, because like I said, we don't typically recommend an uninsulated kennel cover during the, um, warm season. And if you're going to be using a kennel cover when it's cooler out, you're going to want the insulated version. So There's two sizes that we offer on our website. The medium is for the intermediate sized crate. Mm -hmm. And the large extended is for the Roughland large sized crate. I selected those two to offer on our store because we only offer so many things based on the size of crates that we have available um, and that we do a lot of um, talking about and recommending. So hopefully that helps answer your question. Next super chat from Lone Duck Outfitters and Kennels. And I want to give a quick shout out here to this guy. Um, They are cranking out the content right now. And if you are a big fan of a retriever, I hope you've had the opportunity to watch both the Sprig series and the Clutch series. Clutch, a pup that actually came, hashtag Lone Duck Pup, um, came from, that's what we did those series with. And absolutely fantastic dogs. Um, He asked the question... Who's your favorite Labrador retriever friend? Well, there was this guy in Nebraska that... My favorite Labrador retriever friend is either Memphis or Quinn. Ooh. Ooh. I'm just going straight up Uncle Bob. I mean, dogs. I'm talking about the dogs. Dogs. Um, Labrador retriever friend? I, I don't know. I made pretty good friends with Sam, huh? With their all fall. That's true. Sam is a sweetheart, too. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. Clutch's mama. Clutch's mom, that's another lone duck pup. Got the opportunity to hunt with her. She was a machine. Got the opportunity to hang out with her, too, around the house, which she's a lover, which is nice to have that combination. Absolutely. Curl up on the couch while we play pool in the man cave. and uh, With Peter's little possum look, oh possum looking Peter got a new dog. dog. We'll do something with it here pretty soon. It'll pop up in a video. It's a cattle dog. I'm planning on, uh, so for those of you who don't know, I have a second YouTube channel. Would love if you bop over, hit the subscribe button when you have time. 
Guy the, with the pink gun. It is Guy with the pink gun. Yep. And there I do a handful of fun things, shenanigans, whatever. And one of the things that I'm going to go down and do, because I wanted to do for a very long time, is I honestly, I've ridden horses and I've helped work cattle, but I've never actually gotten the opportunity to help work cattle on horseback. So he happens to have horses and cattle and he's basically a cowboy. I mean, he lives in Texas. Um and so we're going to go do that and we'll get to okay, see. Okay, just saying though, just because you live in Texas doesn't make you a cowboy. I think that it's like one of those, like, what are those circle things? Venn, Venn diagrams? Venn diagrams. Where yeah, it's not overlap. like just because you're in Texas doesn't make you a cowboy and not every cowboy lives in Texas. I mean, there's just that little sliver that overlaps that makes them both. Well, he's in the middle sliver. Okay. Lives in Texas and is a cowboy. Yep. So, uh, on that note, we'll get to see his um, extremely so ugly, it's cute. I think uh, its name is Huck. and we're His trying name to, is Possum. And we should name him Possum. He's got a, like a white skinny face and he looks like With a possum. With a little pink nose. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a possum. Literally looks like a possum. Yeah. But, um, all of that being said, you guys should, if you have a retriever, you want more information, the real nitty-gritty fun retriever stuff, it's over there at uh, Lone Duck Outfitters and Kennels. Check out their YouTube channel. Um, they're making a huge push right now with some really great videos. Check them out. So there was another super chat from Jake Takasik, but it looks like he didn't get the question typed up, which has happened a few times. Um, and I tried to kind of scroll up and down and see if I had missed it somewhere. So Jake... Go ahead and throw your question down in the comments um, so that we can make sure that we get it answered for you because I'm not seeing it. But Denny Wagner had a super chat as well. And she, she, Denny, Denny, he, sorry, not Danny, um, said, bringing our pup home in a few weeks, I'm worried our rambunctious kids will scare him any suggestions? So this is a good question. Um, and puppies, hopefully the puppy that you're getting is from a breeder and a litter that's been well socialized because that's very important, um, proper socialization. Mm -hmm. And when we do our puppy send home days, we have all of our puppies there and we have, well, it depends on the size of the litter, obviously, but um, like with Breezy's last litter that went home, there were 10 puppies. Grit's litter that's going home this Saturday, there's nine puppies. So we're going to have nine families here with kids, with, you know, husbands and wives, all the things, um, even some other dogs that are coming along to uh, make the road trip. And they're all going to be kind of involved in that puppy send home. So our puppies don't typically get scared in those situations. They're very bold. They're very confident. They um, thrive off of that. Now, pulling one out individually and then um, bringing them into a new environment and a new home and then this pack of children or people approaching quickly could potentially startle your puppy. So the best way to go about that is to talk to your kids and say, hey, we are going to meet our new puppy, but we're going to do it calmly because A, we don't want to scare the puppy and B, we want the puppy to understand that the way that we get attention and the way that we get loved on is by calm interactions. So Ethan and I are huge believers and advocates that 
children at a very young age can understand how to properly interact with the puppies. Like Aiden's two, two and a half. Um, and he's been doing well with our dogs since, I don't know, probably 18 months listening to rules, listening to expectations. No puppy. No, no puppy. puppy. Like boxing them out to go put a treat for one of the other dogs and things like that. And we just say, hey, you can't run around. You can't chase them. You can't grab their tails. You can't screech at them. And it does take a lot of reminding. Oh, constant. 100% constant. But um, it can be done. And the first you know, few interactions and introductions, it'll be important for them to interact properly that way to make sure that your puppy is as confident as possible and not overwhelmed in that new environment with all these new people. Remind me to talk about overwhelmed dogs because we've got a couple more super chats come through here. Okay. Um, and I want to take just a second. We're, I mean, we're rolling through this, having a good time. don't want to forget um, using that code on our website. Um, it is for repeat customers, standingstonesupply.com. So if you purchase something there, this is a uh, thank you uh, for that as well as a uh, celebration of the fact that the Easy Lead was named one of the top items, according to Gundog Magazine, of things that you need to train this summer, which is freaking sweet. All right, folks, come on now. Um, Don't you know we're live? Come on. <laughs> Everybody um, should know. So uh, we're giving away 10 leads, 100% free. That's shipping. That's the leash uh, to the first 10 people, but it is only eligible for people that have made a purchase on our store. So if you haven't, you have time until the end of this to go and make a purchase. If you don't care, you don't care. But if you've made a purchase, you should be definitely ready. When I make it go live, you can go in and buy, 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 buy with the code GDM for Gundog Magazine free lead. That's the code at checkout. And I pinned it to the top. Yep. No shipping, no tax, no anything free. So Jake... Um, posted his question. Oh, great. Let's what are you using for ticks? I have a 14 and a half week old GSP. B is for Brevecto. But your puppy might not be able to do Brevecto quite yet because it's 14 and a half weeks old. So use some front line. <laughs> Doesn't rhyme. Um, so once the puppies get to an age where their weight is not going to go past because you get a range you get a range yeah. yes each brevecto is going to outgrow that range in the time period it's supposed to last you shouldn't be using it yet correct because the brevecto is only good for that amount of time or the that weight and it's good for three, three months. months um but we have used frontline in the past um and then i would always check with your veterinarian um they have great recommendations there's several different uh i would say the oral seem to be you know and there's a big debate about i prefer the oral just from the fact of not having the greasy coat and not having to worry about it getting absorbed into a leather collar or a not um one of those like what are those nylon, nylon collars, collars? Yep. yeah or washing off if you have to bathe them or swim even though they're supposed to be waterproof and so on and so forth I mean, you're essentially putting some form of something either on them or in them, and um, they all seem to be really safe. I mean, there's very, very minimal things that happen, and we personally have never had any issues. So Correct. 
So Bruno Frankowski said, thanks for the super chat. Having trouble with nail trims. I cut his quick a few times and now he's terrified. I'm able to hold him down for now, but he's getting bigger. Yep. So first of all, you're going to have to help work through that. Unless you lopped off half of his toe, you know, like here's the quick right up here and you go, ka-chunk, there goes your entire nail. Um, it's really not the end of the world. You need to be careful. It's not ideal to quick them, but it happens. And they should be able to go, ooh, ouch, that hurt a little bit. And you go, oh, crap, sorry, be a little more careful. That should be the extent of it, not scared to death of nail trims. So what we might need to do, and this is where Patreon is going to be very, very beneficial. We need to see directly what you are doing, how you're handling, how your dog is reacting, so we can give you specifics, right? If you change this, it will probably help. But when you throw a blanket statement across the wall, uh, the room to the wall to see what sticks, we're only going to get part of it, right? So um, we have two options with that. We have you can video it and send it in, or the most powerful option that we have, which is uh, live, where you get cat or I face-to-face, where we actually sit there and say, all right, that looks good, okay? Uh, uh, try this, try this, try this. All right, yep, keep doing that, that's perfect. And we can help give you the confidence to be able to say, yes, what you're doing is right, or no, you need to change that, and then you don't have to be second-guessing what you're doing. That is ultimately the best thing that we can help because we've got a lot of videos out there that talk about how to trim nails and how to properly trim nails and how to go about the trimming process and helping the dogs in different positions. So there's a million videos if you search standing stone nail trims i'm sure most of them will come up um but we have and go ahead yeah but then ultimately if we can help you live uh it's it's gonna make a huge difference yes we have a playlist is that what you're gonna say yeah i was gonna say we have a ton of videos with a ton of different dogs yawn did anybody else yawn is that how boring we are tonight yeah that that's how boring you are tonight, honey. Mm, that's just how tired my mama is. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I was gonna say we have a playlist with lots of different variations on how to trim nails, different tools that you can use to trim nails, different dogs, different nail shapes. Yep. Um, we tried to put as much content out as possible with nail trimming because it is a hot topic, and um, there's a lot of different ways that you can skin that cat. Cat skinning. We have videos on that too. No, we don't. Anyway, That'll be on next the guy with the pink question. <laughs> JC Bartlebow, I think. Four-year GSP, constant whining, exercised, fed, aired. I was hoping there was more to that because there's not a lot. Oh, it's saying that the dog's still whining. It's been exercised. It's been fed. It's been let out to pee and poop. What do I do, right? Four-year-old GSP. Well, okay. uh, I mean, is this a daily thing? Is this just when the dog is on their dog bed? Just clarification of what's going on there. Yes, we need more information. There's so much information that... There's so many suggestions that we could make, but it needs a little more clarification. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you want to put a little more (laughs) clarification. (laughs) Send her some information. Send her some information. She wants to answer the questions so bad. But I just need a little more sipping Woodford tonight. Cheers. Oh, it wouldn't let me type more. Well, stupid super chats. 
Yeah, type more. Go ahead. Go ahead. Type more. Type, 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 type. If you have to take up like six comments to get all the information, go for it. Go for it. We, um, this is, this is kind of fun. I had Aiden sitting here. I think I've told this story before, but anyhow, he was sitting there. You have, but it's super cute. It's super cute. He's got his headphones on. He's sitting over here in mama's spot and I'm helping. He's like, help daddy. We'll get this stuff already. And he's like, I said, talk into the microphone. Talk, 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 talk. Now all he does when he does anything. I can't get him to, I literally cannot get him to say anything else. Like, tell me, what what are you thinking right now? Talk, 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 talk. Okay, that's what we do with microphones. Okay, so he said, it's daily, nonstop. I have heard figure eight, caller correction. I don't know what to do. Is so, this, is this so with whining, typically, daily, nonstop. Or just whines all day Yeah, long. so typically with like whining, like using that figure eight, muzzle and any type of bark collar or even manual correction. The manual correction, you have to be really good on the timing and you have to be there all the time. What? I have two things to go along with this. Um, So it's a difficult situation to correct with that because typically whining isn't going to be quite enough to set off a bark collar. And they can typically whine under slash through a figure eight over their muzzle. Now... I know you said that he's fed, he's aired, he's exercised, but there are two forms of stimulation, both mental and physical. And if he's, you know, four years old and in good physical condition, he just might need to be, you know, stimulated mentally a little bit more. Uh, Treadmills are a great way to get both mental and physical exercise, as well as um, we have these awesome puzzles. We did a video on it. We offer them on our store, and they are um, puzzles that the dogs can do to mentally think, wear themselves out, occupy them, and you can make them more and more challenging um, as the dogs get better at them. So if your dog just flies through the puzzle, then you can say, okay, well, we're going to make this a little more difficult by putting your kibble in it and then putting yogurt in it and then freezing it. So then they have to lick each one out, not just scarf the little kibble pieces. Um, So you can definitely make those more challenging. There's different levels of puzzles, but that would definitely be something that I would recommend finding a way to both mentally and physically stimulate your dog, challenging them, teaching them new tricks, healing them. Healing is another really great way to both physically, but mostly mentally wear out a dog. This is true. Two, well, at least one. I think you covered the other one. But um, the one thing that I'm going to say is, uh, and this is something we're going to be talking about, probably one of the most overlooked things to teach your dog. And there's several different ways to go about doing that. We're going to be shooting a video here pretty soon to collect the old thoughts to make sure it's as coherent as possible. But it's essentially the the power behind doing nothing um, or the art of doing nothing or the understanding that the dog may have um, in regards to the ability to do nothing. We put so much focus on what do we do with you to help you to calm down? Or what do we do with you to take the edge off? Or what do we do with you? And in in reality, there's going to be different personalities. Different personalities are going to be more difficult than others to work through this. But if we can teach the dogs how to do nothing it will be it will be absolutely amazing so um 
And then the last with that, and I'm trying to read, I have trouble concentrating on both. So I was trying to read comments and stuff like that. Do you say anything about uh, treadmill from a mental and physical stimula uh, stimulation at the same time? Yeah. Bingo. We got a video on that, folks. We've got a couple of videos on treadmills. Um, our newest one, though, we featured the Jogga Dog, and we talk about the importance of a proper gait. Yes, and uh, one that we, one that I saw that looked similar, and this was one that we considered, but just looked a little less industrial, a little more, you know, for one dog, one situation. Otherwise, multiple dogs would kind of wear it out. Um, it's the dog pacer. And wait, 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 quick. Let me put my Amazon link in there. Um, yeah, because this one is like, if you buy this affiliate link, cha-ching. Yeah, we get we get a little kickback out of it. You can buy them on Amazon, though. The Dog Pacer. Um, now, it's a dog-specific treadmill. Full disclosure, we've never used it. We haven't used it. them, no. But they do look. Uh, Learberg uses them. Or they specifically promote them. And Learberg, uh, they, I bought a while back a... Raising puppy, whelping. yeah, whelping, raising puppy video program they had. Like, like I say, everybody's always, what can we do? What can we, we're always reading. Always trying to anything, learn more right? things. It's like, let's but... just grab something. Is there information in this that we didn't know? Cool. Is there information in this that we went, mm, that's really, a. I mean, just opens your eyes to the things not to do sometimes. Um, And their dogs are completely different than ours because 100%. they are, yeah. you know, more like, like shepherds do, and do stuff. Do not go around the dog during this period as they may become protective or attack you. Not going to have to and worry about that. Our dogs are like, uh, come get please, in this whelping box with me. With I'm us. not going to have a puppy without you sitting here with me. Yeah. 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 So. So just definitely different um, personalities, but we're always trying to learn new things. So um, question from Layla Bananas. How to play with a puppy? Other games mm -hmm. besides tug fetch for hunting dogs. Also, Logan is the best and went out of the way to make sure my order was correct. So I will pass that on to him. I'm going to do that right now. And we appreciate the positive feedback because... Like Ethan was mentioning before. It's a customer service-based position, and he primarily gets the shit into the stick that it's just people complaining. Most people get grumpy because, you know, they send out, or they, we ship out an order, and then the United States Postal Service loses it. It says, it says in transit, arriving late. And they're like, why is it not shipped yet? Or why is it, it, it no, it has shipped. It's actually checked in three different places. It's in the state of Louisiana somehow. It isn't to you yet. I mean, it's, I don't know. So, it's literally one of those things that once we ship it, it's kind delay. of out of our That's control. And, um, but he gets to hear about it if uh, people aren't happy. So this'll, this'll make his evening. Um, but how to play with your puppy. Training is an awesome thing to do with your puppy uh, from obedience. I know we were talking about you can overdo obedience. For sure you can. But having a very good foundation of obedience cues like recall, place training, sitting um, are really good things that you can generalize so that your puppy listens in multiple different situations. As well as socialization. Um, it's not necessarily a game that you're playing, but it's exposure that you're doing with your puppy. That's really important. Going out to tall grass, going up and down stairs, being around more people, being around other dogs, learning to interact properly with those dogs and those people. Those are all things that, um, should really work that you should really work on with your puppy. Um, as far as like other games, 
Sure, doing some tug of war and some fetch is good. You don't want to overdo either of those, as well as you want to be cautious of the type of toys you're playing with. If you're playing with squeaker toys or balls constantly, those things can create naughty retrieving habits. And then you're going to have a long road back after you've created those naughty habits. So um, if you have more questions, this is a really great place um, for a conversation on Patreon, because we can give you some specifics to work on. You make some progress, then we can give you some more specifics to work on that relate specifically to your puppy and how they're actually progressing with training. The last thing with that, and again, reading, sorry if you mentioned it, but playing with puppies specifically, it's like the type of play is important. We see people, did you mention this? Okay. So we see people a lot Get down well, I on mentioned the ground. proper interactions, proper but I didn't go into a detail. Okay, so I would say that proper interactions is going to eliminate a majority, if not all, of the behavioral issues that you see out of your puppy that are directly related to people, like jumping on and biting and um, even pulling on clothes and things. All of those things are based around the interaction that we have with the puppy. You get down and you roll around or you get on the ground and you're playing with them and so it's so much fun, right? Well, it is fun, but um, it either doesn't get started or ended or it happens too much, right? Too much of anything is bad. And then you've developed a dog that essentially thinks that you two are um, litter mates, right? I mean, you're romping around playing together. That's That would be the direct interaction with another dog that's on the same level of them. And that's a constant challenge and battle zone. It's just let's play and scrap and and do those things. So, uh, you know, eliminating that type of play or being able to make a very strict start and stop. Okay. Now we're playing this way. Now we're done. Yes. No more. And if you can be the one that's doing that and I'll allow them to play that way until they go away. No, then they're ending the game. You need to be the one that starts and ends the game or you don't need to play that way. Come up with different ways. You'll be happier in the long run if you just come up with different ways to interact. Next question. What you got? From Benza. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on griffins. I'm looking to get a pup that I can hunt upland and will be good in the water for waterfall as well. Love the channel. Okay. So so personality. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I have something. You have something. You can go first. Personality. Okay. So griffs are versatile dogs and there are some really good griffs out there. There are great dogs in every breed. Yep. You just go then because you just stole what I was going to say. Yeah. So there are great dogs in every breed and uh, doing your research, finding one that fits your needs is key. Now, I will say a griff has a different personality than a short hair, hands down, or some of the other breeds. They all are going to have their individualisms to them. And uh, with griffs specifically, you just need to go hunt with some and work with some and decide is this what I'm looking for? Do you like all of the hair? It will catch every burr in a quarter mile or a county mile or a section mile or a county mile. All the burrs. All the burrs. You'll all catch the them seeds, all. All the little grass all of things. Them. Yep. So if you, you decide. You can ask Ian, right? Yeah. I don't know if Ian's on here, but I would ask him he tune, he, he tunes in a lot. So I was just throwing that out there. All and he comes out and trains. And he comes out and trains with us a lot. So if you get a griff, get yourself a 
damn nice brush because you're going to be using it a lot, okay? Um, the other side of it is coat makes a big difference, and there's no guarantees with coat. There's no guarantees with, I mean, we, we strive to produce better coats out of short hairs, and there's no guarantee with it. But um, having a slightly harsher coat is going to hold up better, catch less stuff, softer coats, a really fluffy coat catches everything. So that would be one thing. Um, they typically are a little bit slower to mature, I would say. So yeah, just have a, a little, depending on the one, which I mean, is there's some variances, but on average, a little lower drive and desire comparatively to short hairs um, or wire hairs or I don't know, name some other versatile. DKs, breeds. English pointers. Yeah, I guess technically English pointers can be versatile. They're not as used versatilely as much, but they're on the list. Uh, they are included in the Navda versatile breeds. Check English pointers, but um, they typically are a little bit easier going, a little bit slower to mature. If we're making grand generalizations, yeah, gross generalizations. Yeah, um, but the number one thing that I can say, whether you're considering a Griffon, a wire hair, a short hair, a Brock Francais, any breed, is to do your due diligence. Research the breed, research the breeder, because not every breeder is breeding for the characteristics within that breed that you would be looking for as well in a hunting dog. So, And last but not least, plan on being on a wait list. There's a reason. Yeah. Good things are worth waiting for. Just like this bottle of bourbon. We waited, uh, I don't know, a while for it. I like how you were trying to make an analogy and petered off there. Totally screwed it up. So I wanted to read this comment from Brad Drossi. And I'm sorry if I said your name wrong, especially because Remy's here um, for training. He said, dropped Remy off for training late March. Mm -hmm. Super excited to see the versatile hunting dog she'll become. We miss her so much. In the future, will you have loner puppies to send us home with? We've literally talked and joked about that before. Let's we'll swap them out. We'll just here, say, take this one here, for a while. You leave Remy with us for training for a little while, and we'll send you home with this puppy, which it's always going to be a puppy, so that you have to start out with the crate training. Because puppies are a lot of work. I mean, let's let's all be honest here. The crate training, the potty training, the puppy biting, the, you know, not knowing anything obedience wise whoa, yet. Whoa, so. whoa, whoa. Okay. I got this. We got to talk about this as soon as you get done. Okay. Continue. okay. Just continue. Uh, we've talked about it. Okay. Will it, will it ever actually really happen? Probably no. not, but it would be really funny. Uh, Benza, however you say that exactly said, I grew up with short hairs, but never personally had any luck with them getting in the water. Okay, so yes, you had more field bred short hairs, probably. Though. Probably, I mean, and and back in the day, short hairs were primarily in the United States were more field based, I would say, on or more popularly field based. So, well, the- finding the right breeder again goes hand in hand with what we said about Griffs, and you can find, I mean, you can find just as good a water. We literally do it all with all of our short hairs. So, yes, so they can be versatile. But just and like you don't have to brush them, just just <laughs> check one for short hairs. 
just like we talked about, though, with any breed, Griffons, Brock Francais, German Shorthairs, each individual breeder is going to be breeding for different traits. I mean, if you find a German Shorthair breeder that's breeding to run field trials and has put a ton of emphasis on that, they may not have put enough or as much emphasis on finding dogs that love the water and have that water drive and desire. So you could run into that, you know, lack of water instinct and swim ability. So it's another super chat right here. Okay. And I think that's the last one that we're going to be able to do this evening. And then uh, folks, we appreciate you. We're glad you're here. We're happy to have you. And then we're going to have to make the code go live. The code's going to go live here very soon. Oh, we got two. Did we? Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, so from JW2020, my 12-week GSP is going to training for obedience for five weeks. How should I proceed with training? He does not call he does not collar condition. I've clicker trained sit and hear since eight weeks. Also, Ethan's favorite bourbon. So you're I'll tw- be thinking on that one for your 12-week GSP is going to training for obedience for five weeks. How should you proceed with training? He is not collar conditioned or where he's going to does not collar condition. He's been clicker trained for here and sit since eight weeks. Am I just reading this confusingly? It sounds like it's going to training for five weeks of obedience work. He's not going to collar condition. What should he be doing to proceed with his training at home prior to going to the training Facility, maybe. <laughs> so you got confused too. Um, just, just throw us a little clarification in there. Sorry, we're missing. We're missing a bit of this. We want to definitely answer your question, though. Um, but I can start with the favorite bourbon. So uh, I'm going to give you. It's, it's tough. I mean, there are a lot of good ones out there, and I'm not going to cop out. I'll give you one, but I'm probably going to give you more than one. Um, I, if I had to say, if I had to pick, and I only get to drink one. Uh, there's multiple things that factor into this. If I have to actually buy them, okay, so I'm affording this. Uh, I'm probably going to go with, uh, I would, I, I mean, I'm going to say Buffalo Trace. It's good stuff, okay? Easy sipper. It's affordable. You can find it, okay? Then if we step out of that realm where the money doesn't matter. It's still readily available. I can pick whatever I want and I just get it. Okay. Um, there's one, it would be, um, this EH Taylor makes one. That's a single barrel. I would probably throw that up there in the top tier and, um, clear outside the wheelhouse that is not from the same distiller even. I would say one of the top ones that I like is John J. Bowman single barrel. Um, and that one was pretty readily available for a while in Kansas anyhow, and now has become a little scarcer, harder to find. But um, that's a kind of off the wall one that is also extremely good. And it would be one of the topper picks for me. We get any clarification in there? Not yet. So John J. Bowman, excuse me, uh, E.H. Uh, Colonel E.H. Taylor's single barrel, which is hard to find. It's 
fairly expensive and which is why it's not around all the time here. And then um, Buffalo Trace. I like that stuff, especially if you can get like a store pick or a essentially barrel pick. Um, I've gotten a few of those that are really, really good over the years. So, And then we got another super chat from... Uh, Tipip uh, that happens to actually be Silas's account. And Silas is the owner of Red 11 Media. They do all of the production work. Um, all of our, so Angel Ev- Envy. So also smooth. Ethan's older brother. Yeah, he's my brother. So they do, uh, his company does all of our production work, video editing and um, website development, store site development. Um, helps with some of our social media stuff. You know, everybody's like, how do you do it? Uh, well, we have help, and we have help via a great service that he provides to us. So um, if you guys are in the need of commercials or website development or SEO stuff for your company or any of those things and are interested in somebody that's going to be able to take care of you, um, do what they say and uh, do a really good job of it. I would definitely check out. It's at the bottom description, every single produced by Red 11 Media. So check them out. They have the social things, but definitely just hit up the website. You can get direct contact information there uh, for Red 11 Media. And the question was, would you guys be interested in going on Absolutely. a cruise next May? Uh, we can send you the details. That sounds yes. fantastic, yes. especially if you're buying, bro. <laughs> Maybe it's one of those customer appreciation cruises. <laughs> but yes, send us the details. All right, here we go. GSP going to train. Oh, this oh, is somebody, that's somebody else, else trying to, trying to clarify. <laughs> so yes. I'm going to make an assumption. We're going to make assumptions. And so try and you answer your question. Does. Yeah, you know what assuming stuff does. Mm-hmm. So your 12-week-old GSP is going to training for five weeks. How should you proceed with training? He does not collar condition. I would say once your puppy goes to training for five weeks, if no collar conditioning is being done at that time, when your puppy comes back from that obedience training, um, between the beginning training you've done with clicker training since the puppy's been eight weeks old, I would start collar conditioning all of those behaviors when your puppy comes home. Big fans of e-collars, big fans of collar conditioning. So, And because all training tools can be used improperly, e-collars can get a bad name, but used properly and used for conditioning purposes, they are very valuable training tools as well as can be very important safety measures for dogs that are running out of control and you need to stop them before they endanger themselves because they're dogs. It's extremely inexpensive insurance policy, essentially. I mean, you've got a mile-long leash or two-mile-long leash or half-mile-long leash, depending on which models you're looking at. Um, And then this is one that popped up here, just people talking about bourbon, specifically Blade and Bow. It's delicious. Okay, I think I have a bottle of that, and I have not opened it. So I will get on that. Maybe next Yawa, we'll crack it open and see what the old... No, 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 no. I think you should do it on your next... Bourbon and bird dogs on your other channel. Ah, bourbon and bird dogs. Because you got to do one of those coming up soon, I think. I do. I'm trying to do one a month. Uh, so, yeah, that sounds fantastic. 
So if I didn't answer your question quite right, yeah, reach JW out. 2020, I'm sorry. Um, oh, JW. they, they, they commented a couple times about the blade and bow. It's delicious. And you're here, but you're not helping us. <laughs> give me something to work with. If that didn't help answer your question, shoot us an email or something. We'll we'll get we'll you get helped to you. out. But that, folks, is about all the time we have for this evening. So, eh, without further ado, here is the It's Going Live on the store. I hope you are ready to use your code to get your free lead. It is uh, the GDM free lead. 100% free plus free shipping inside, inside the United States only. Uh, I don't even care about lower 48, whatever. We'll deal with that. But inside the U.S., folks. Sorry. International shipping's pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. Sorry, And guys. guess what? It's active. Kaboom. Ten people. Go, go, go. Ten people that have already bought stuff from us before. Yes. Customer appreciation and in honor of the fact that we made a top list Kung Pao chicken. Kung Pao chicken. Okay, guys, that is probably all the time we have for tonight. That's it. Ethan's out of bourbon. I'm out of bourbon. Wait. Yep, out of bourbon, and we're out of time. I'm the guy with the, you're out of water? Nah, but it's a never-ending supply. And she's got to pee again. Probably. <laughs> we'll see you next time, guys. Oh, and I'm Cat the Dog Trainer, in case you didn't know. Y'all know who I am. I said it a couple times. (laughs) Thanks, guys, for watching. (laughs) Oh, goodbye.